Hi, I am Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you are listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Sound a little oh, robotic. Who do you mean? <laughs> Me? Eric Eric Ebsch. One time uh, when I was teaching Zoom lessons in my youth. Zumba lessons? When you I say? was a youth. Uh, swim oh, lessons. Okay. Swimming lessons. Okay. Like in the water. Right. Um, this little kid was like playing around and like doing his robot voice. He was like, I am a robot. We were like, oh, AJ, you're a robot. And he goes, I am not a robot. Do not be fooled. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. What a this, hilarious little comic boy. The same kid would also sit. Like he was this. I don't know. He was probably like five years old and probably weighed as much as I weigh as a full grown man. This like chunker of a little kid. And he would sit with his arms up on the edge of the pool, like big pimpin style. He sounds like a robot. He's don't be fooled. He's not a robot. Oh, whoops. But he was a pretty hilarious chubby little kid. Um. Oh, my God. I can't believe. OK, I never thought this day would come. We I also can't believe I'm, we haven't addressed it yet. I know. I've been. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been. <laughs> I kind of forgot he's here. I did too. He's so, so forgettable. So as I think I've mentioned, I have a husband and he is um, not as, uh, what's the word, obnoxious as you and you and me. Um, he doesn't like things like putting his voice on uh, recording and putting it out in the world. And so, also at, at one point I thought he was not a fan of this podcast. Is that fair to say? That's very fair okay. to say. Um, he also said once, um, I was like, you should be a guest on the podcast when we were first starting. And he goes, yeah, I'll be a guest on episode 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't believe that we'd get to episode 10. So here we are, episode, I believe, 17. Yep. And uh, we finally have late. my husband as a guest. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. You're, you're thank late, you. Alan. I actually said I, I needed to wait for 10 good episodes. Oh. <laughs> oh that's, Whatever. But, but that's you're admitting we've had 10? Because that's like... Yeah, that's high That's praise. like more than 50%. Yeah, you made it. Because the first ones, wow. er, both of our husbands were like, here's our it's tips. Uh, make it shorter. Actually prepare. <laughs> um, talk less. Don't be chewing on popcorn. Yeah. There no. were like a lot of tips that were basically like, stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, even though you say we have 10 good episodes, I notice you still haven't rated us on iTunes. Yes, I have. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Three and a half stars. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's something. It hurts. It's above average. That's it, it hurts, but you're a friend. What mm-hmm. podcast would you give five stars to, Alan? Um, mm-hmm. Holiday, holiday, jingle tones. Oh, that's not <laughs> fair. You know what? It's a real how popular are, one in our household. How are we supposed to compete with that shit? You're not. He's, of course, referencing um, ha-ha comedy <laughs> ringtones I'm Christmas. Not, I can't compete with that. I'm sorry. That's not, like unfair. That's true. That I, is the best podcast. I also have one request as the special guest this week. Anything well, you want. You, Anything you also want. Also to clarify, it's guest, not special guest. Oh. Go on. Um... If anyone cries this week, I'm right leaving. Now. Oh, okay. That <laughs> that probably won't be a problem. Probably. I'm, I'm kind of looking at you on this one, Lauren. Pro- I, I'm never almost positive it won't happen. You guys know what needs to happen for me to <laughs> keep my eyes dry. Oh my God. Hysterical. Any other um, demands or requests? What's in your writer? 
Um, green M and M's. Yeah, of course. Oh. I can't see them. <laughs> oh, those come out for the second act of the show. Right. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. And that's about it. You know, I'm pretty easygoing. You so. are. For the for those who don't know him, that's believable. True. <laughs> Lauren, do we have any corrections from last episode? Um, no. Do you, was anything from you? Well, it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about the last episode or the bonus episode oh. entitled Lauren Weeping for 30 Minutes. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> flaws there. Except Zero. That was not supposed to be an episode, but <laughs> whoops. It, I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but we made a bonus episode out of our Jingle Jangle because it was just too precious and too nice. And little Lauren got so emotional. Well, I was I was just explaining how the Women's March was last weekend. And um, I was like getting really emotional looking at the signs and I started crying. I was looking at pictures of the signs and getting so emotional. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how these are affecting me, These looking at these signs. But I realized I was listening to that episode in the background and that's why I was crying. I was like, aha, this is the culprit for my tears. It really gets you every time. Do you ever every think that time. maybe it wasn't the song but your beautiful rendition of it that brought tears to your eyes? Oh, Ooh. that's definitely not it. <laughs> definitely not no because i i've cried every time i've gone in there yeah like, i i don't want to cry this time so maybe we should move on wait but if anyone listened to that episode and they got a little teary will you please I tell would us love to hear yeah. if i would just love if someone even lied to me if someone yeah was just, just like person. i also got teary eyed like i want to feel like i'm not crazy so please send us um, in i do have a show note yeah i'm ready um, okay, so last episode, we talked about The Big Listen, which is kind of like copying our show. <laughs> and it's owned by NPR, but it's like a little bit worse, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's called, okay, it's called The Big Listen. And every single episode, they say, call in or write in with your favorite podcasts. And every episode, they have like hosts on the podcast. And my new New Year's resolution is to get us on the podcast. So I would love it if even one of you, I mean, more would be fantastic. It's not like you guys have to like call it like everyone could do yeah, it. Yeah, It's not like a whoever raises their hand first gets to right. Everyone can. But if you're raising your hand, that's adorable. Thanks for raising <laughs> your hand right now. But um, so just call 202-885-POD1. And I'll say that again in a second. Or email biglisten at org, And say i I, ha I listen to this show that i like called podcast podcast and show tell them about us and why you like the show and why you think we should be on the big listen it's 202-885-pod1 big listen at wamu.org http oh yeah don't forget the http great question do you it's think it's actually, actually wait a second no are there HTTP? email addresses <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was half listening <laughs> ellen is like hacking our, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they know about, um, there's a podcast that I really enjoy called This American Life. Not oh familiar. No way. They <laughs> but, they, but here, no. I'm not going to shit on the show. We'll probably have to cut this out. But I feel like the big listener would be like, we discovered this new show you've probably never heard of. It's so cool. It's called This American Life. And like anyone that listens to podcasts is like, we know. And here we are with the hard-hitting journalism finding ha-ha's comedy. I know. Did they? I know. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. Ha-ha. I, I can 100% guarantee no other podcast clip show has featured a clip from ha-ha's comedy no, ringtone. Well, they've fact, been around for 11 years, so I bet they have been featured. I, I don't know because I must say it was on our very show. It 
it was on my podcast. I still don't believe it's a real podcast. (laughs) And we had it on our podcast. But the Ringtone podcast has been around for 11 years? I don't know. Isn't that what he said? Oh, I didn't listen. Strong was actually listening. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're not listening to the podcast you're currently on, but you took notes during that one. (laughs) Yeah, yep. It is your favorite. Oh, so good. Um, Okay, that's all the bullshit show notes that I had. Great. Well, I I do have a word from our sponsor. Of course. Are you ready for it? So our sponsor is Third Love, and here's their message. Lauren, what's the number one thing you love? Spaghetti. What's the number two thing you love? Sloths. What's the number three thing you love? Um... Well, I don't. Well, whatever it is, that's what Third Love will deliver to you. Oh, thank goodness. I was looking for a third thing. Yeah. Visit thirdlove.com and take the little quiz they offer. And for some reason, the quiz is about your breasts. Oh, that's that's fine. When you enter the third thing you love most in the world, they will send it to you. Your card will be charged to $68 no matter what your third thing is. I know, terrible business model. And if you enter discount code podcast podcast, it will be $69. So I guess don't do that. Yeah. Um, whatever you order, it comes in a refrigerated box. Even if the third thing you love most is the fir- is is a refrigerated box. Oh They're that good, third love. Wow. Thank you for your sponsorship. Wow. How do you guys line up all these great sponsors? Who great does the legwork? Question. Our uh, intern, Monty, Monty. The intern. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I must say, to get real for a second, I actually visited the third love website this morning and uh-huh. used another podcast's code. I know, wow. right? To try oh to get a free gosh. bra. Well, you didn't want that dollar added. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm not, what am I, crazy? <laughs> what am I, cr- cuckoo for bras, brassieres? <laughs> I mean, when was it even invented? We'll no never one know. No could know. Alan, do you know when the bra was invented? La, 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 la. 1842. I no, don't believe it. Is that a guess? Yeah. How would mm. I know that fact? I don't know. How would he? Because no Eric, one can no know. No one knows. I don't want well, I tried to get one yeah, and, and it was, I got an email back that was like, you're too voluptuous. It was like, it was basically like, you're too voluptuous. We don't have your size. We'll send you an email when it's ready. I was like, this is They bullshit. really don't have your size. They were really, I know. That's crazy. And I'm like pretty, I don't know. I think a lot of people have small boobs. It's like. Yeah, but a, you're also like a petite frame. Does that make I a difference in bra size? I have, let's not ask you about bra professionalism. <laughs> Listen. No. I'd, this is bullshit. As the only woman in this room, <laughs> I will say it. This makes zero sense. Like it also like when you're entering that discount code and you're on the, it's like so exciting. You're like, this is it. I'm getting my free bra. And like in my mind, I'm like picturing getting the free bra in the mail. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to wear it like under so many things. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, it's like you get this message. It's like, nope. And you're like, fuck you. You know, but That's I mean, thanks to love for sponsoring the show. It's just, it, I don't know. You have a few ticks. It's also interesting that your third favorite thing is a bra. Oh my gosh, even weirder. That is weird, yeah. I guess I should have asked for something that costs more than $68. Yeah, you really weren't thinking that through. <laughs> <sighs> Can we move on? Well, we're still grateful. Um, Alan, as our special guest, sorry, as our guest, <laughs> do you want to take us into our um, first clip? No. All you have to say is like, here's the first clip. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, here now officially is the first clip. Wow, you not only have a face for radio, you have a voice for radio. Thank you. Just kidding. From Delilah. You have a face for the for the pictures, for the stage, <laughs> for the back row. <laughs> uh, what is our first clip? Our first clip. Thank you for that introduction, 
Alan. You're very welcome. I, I feel like we don't even have to play the clip because you so thoroughly described. I mean, no comments are necessary. Yeah. It's like we're done. Mm-hmm. On to the next mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yep. We don't even have to play the clip. No. Yeah. In fact, the show's over. Yeah. Um, no, this is from Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia. Um, episode 87, Digital Spectre. And actually, this was the first podcast that got me into podcasting. Like, I found it randomly. And like, that was the one that I was like, oh, my God. Listening to comedians talk is like my new favorite thing to do. That's got you into listening to podcasts or wanting to do a podcast? Listening. Oh. Yeah. I was like injured and I was on crutches and I was like listening to a lot oh. of things while I was on crutches. And I can't remember the exact joke, but they made a joke about ravens. <laughs> if anyone knows what I'm talking about, please the tweet bird? us. Yes. It was a joke about what an asshole the raven in Edgar Allan Poe's poem was. Oh, yeah. And like it was very funny and it changed my life. So that's why oh. we're here right now. Basically. I love it. Um... Anyway, Allie Ward and Georgia Hardstark are the hosts, and you might remember Georgia from My Favorite Murder. Um, they do a lot of, like, food stuff. They have, like, food network specials, and they're really, really funny, really good friends. But um, someone wrote into their show asking them to stop saying, you guys, and they are pissed, and Georgia is more pissed, and here's their response. Did you see someone emailed us and I didn't read it because I don't fucking care that saying you guys is sexist? Yeah, someone did tell us not to say you guys. Did you read it? I read it. What the fuck? Do something else with your life. We're two fucking feminists. I don't know if I printed that one out I think you need to calm the fuck down and look for something else to bother you. Like, for example, this tirade against you. Right. We're fucking feminists. I didn't read it. How is it? uh, It was like, don't say you guys. It's It's not. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay. You're making it (sighs) a thing. But it's not a thing. You guys. Let me see it. You guys. Oh, I don't think I printed it. It's fucking slang. And it's just how people talk. It's not fucking. But does it normalize? men as like the default gender well not if you don't care if you no, not if you don't define the term hey guys as i i would if i just called you a guy then that would that would be weird but hey guys is a fucking colloquialism Mm -hmm. it's a fucking saying it's like saying hey dude like it's the same idea that's what i was gonna say is like how many times have i i think even yesterday i called you dude dude and why does that have to be like that's i think that's sexist to think that that has to be a guy thing i also call guys bitches sometimes motherfuckers i'll be like hey bitch yeah okay i first of all i just like how they start off she starts off saying like we're fucking feminists yeah. like it seems to me like this is a thing that sounds like an ant like i'm a feminist so i'm going to speak out against this but it's really like your waste of fe- it's like a waste of feminism mm-hmm. i think yeah like yes like spend it's great you're feminist but like fight other battles because <laughs> i don't know that's just i just jumped in i just went there <laughs> um First of all, have you guys ever heard about anyone worrying about this before? Like saying, I'm going to try to stop saying you guys. Never. I have. I've heard like, uh, yes. I think in short, yes. What did you think when you heard that? I mean, I think I heard it from a woman. So as a man, I was like, oh, yes. If that's something that is on your radar, that's, I don't feel like it's my place to be like, no. Do you know what I mean? Right. Good point. But do you say it? Do you got everyone? Do you guys? Yes. I just yes. said it. Do you say it? Do yeah. You, do For you, sure. Anyone? Would you ever say like I have to stop saying that? I would say it only in an informal setting. Yeah, not at like work. 
I so, mean, to some some of my coworkers. Right. Yeah. But you're saying, like, in theory, anyone you say it to would be like comfortable enough with you to not be offended. You wouldn't Correct. say it to like yeah. Obama. Right. Right. I would say because it like Obama. it's one person. So who else that am I referring to? But what if you were hanging out with Obama and Biden? Would you be like, you guys, let's get beer? I think I would be too busy crying. Okay, that's true. <laughs> hey, I thought there was no crying on this podcast. I'm not crying. Oh, okay. I think. Well, let's oh, bring yeah. out our other special guests. <laughs> they, made, they make you tearful. Um, but I also feel like, hey, ladies, like unless you're Blue Cantrell, <laughs> being like, um, ladies, like it's that seems way more demeaning than saying, hey, guys. It also seems like it's making a bigger deal out of it. Right. Like I'm specifically not saying you guys. Right. Like I'm turning this into an issue. But that's interesting because like you're right when you say, hey, ladies, I feel like that can be used in a condescending tone, but I like I wonder why that is. Like when did that begin? Right. Like how did hey guys become yeah normalized? Well, I do think um I have tried to avoid phrases like man up or like you're being a pussy. Well, Hold on to your yeah, tits I was and just, bits. I wanted to ask you guys about that if you say so or someone doesn't have the balls or is a pussy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like we should just start saying, like, you don't have a vagina or you're a scrotum it, sack. It really is the opposite. Because we say, like, someone's a pussy if they're weak. But do you know what pussies do? Vaginas, like, Tell me. make life. I mean. What? Wait. Go <laughs> rewind. Me, Lauren, look at this chart here that I have for you. Can you tell you. me more about the bra? <laughs> look what I'm pointing to right now. No, do but you it's wear like, the bra on the pussy? <laughs> yes, correct. Ah. But these things I'm self-obsessed. <laughs> these things make life, and they, like, push out babies, and they do all these incredible things. Sign me up. I want to be a pussy. But then, like, the... The male anatomy is an external organ. It's super sensitive and weak. If it, if you basically like oh tap goodness. it, it gets all you know freaked out. And so hurts. I've heard. Yeah, I, I feel like the vagina is the stronger of the two genitalia, and and really this insult is a misnomer. It makes no sense. But I and well, I also baby, just want to look on your own. Like the person who wrote this letter in the <laughs> face because like Flick. you have one like you you're gonna write a letter. And this is what you want to talk about. Yeah, like they talk about fair. so many interesting things. They're so wonderful. And they're clearly feminists. Like, that's, I guess, the thing. Like, don't just look at the one thing, the fact that they say, you guys. Yeah. Look at how their actions are and yeah. what they do and how they treat women. And look at that. That's actions speak louder than words. Like, Wait, I have a question. This is kind of off topic. Yeah. Does what do people call you guys, sir? You guys, God, I can't. I just, I don't care. I love it. Well, sir? We also are both guys. So, but I'm just wondering because. Oh, sir. Who no. would call us sir? No. Like if if a. If I get someone, called ma'am more than I get called sir. You do that on, was okay. On the no phone, joke on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I would answer the phone at home, and people would be like, "Hi, Michelle," which is my mom's name. Oh my gosh. But wow. the listeners of the podcast can would you test. be like, be like Eric's married you to know what woman? I would do if I were you and <laughs> they were like hi Michelle I'd be like you're fired and like see if they're like okay and like quit and like go home <laughs> quit like, what like their their job is a telemarketer like they thought you could fire them no like friends of my mom oh yeah oh even weirder but that was when you were younger does this still happen as an adult yeah that's I'm self obsessed <laughs> confusing to me no but I because 
anyway. I, but, you know, for women, like you get, you get called miss and mm-hmm. then, and then when you get super old and disgusting looking yeah. that you get called ma'am, is there something like that for guys? I mean, mm. other than being called ma'am and then sir. Well, is yeah, there... it's, um, folks call you sir and then they call you old sir. Oh, yeah. well that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> old geezer. I don't think there is one for men, but that's a good point is like, why do we have to identify within a woman's title? whether she's like right. married or what her age is. I haven't been called a ma'am yet, but that'll be the day. I also legitimately called like a 90-year-old woman miss because I feel That's, so... Oh, I, I bet she loved that. I bet she fucking loved that. But I that, that bet, feels like extreme. I bet she loved that. Oh, I bet she loved I that. I just feel so programmed that like, don't say ma'am, that could be considered rude but and like you but we shouldn't have to go through our day being like can i say can i say like what can i say yeah. can you guys oh or is, is there a guy here is there but at the same time some people are using that same logic to use like some actually seriously well, offensive terms that's the problem because i always am like we should be able to say whatever we want but words are powerful and i i, I struggle with there's things that i want to say they're not appropriate and i say them anyway and i get in yeah. trouble you would definitely be the person who would be behind a counter at a gas station or something and a 60 year old woman would come in and you're like can i see your id yeah. <laughs> you should be buying beer <laughs> yeah i i'm a little cheesy that way i do do that for sure charming um yeah but i do feel like we're it's it's easy for me to change my vocabulary and if that makes someone else more comfortable like i that's okay that's easy for me but to what do. if like everyone was like like if if DJ Jaywoo was like, I want you to call me commander and like everybody yeah. had their own thing. You would just cool. do it. Okay. If that's what he wants. Cool. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, again, By the I... way, he wants to be called commander. Oh, commander. Oh, shoot. Grandma. Wait, that reminds me of a, of a tangent. I'm ready. You know how last time we were like, what should we call Kara? Yeah. I think we should call her doctor editor. <gasps> yes. Yes. Like Dr. Phil, but doctor editor. Right. I love it. Okay. Dr. Editor. Um, I just feel like that, like that argument and rhetoric is used when talking about like preferred gender pronouns. Like people get frustrated. Like if someone who is not a, a, on the gender binary, like wants to be called Z or they, like people get frustrated by that. And I just feel like it's not that hard. I, yeah, I don't get frustrated just as long as I know, like if I know I'll do it. Sure. But yeah. Sometimes it, well, that's the thing too. Is like certainly I'm tired. Certainly, I'm like too tired to do this. <laughs> my brain hurts. Certainly, well-meaning folks like Allie and Georgia, who don't know, like you can't fault them for saying you guys if they have never been made aware of that. That could be, I don't know, hurtful might be extreme, hurtful to someone. So what if they what if they countered it by saying like, okay, great, the next time I say you guys on the podcast, I'm not referring to you. If you're offended by it, I'm not referring to you. I'm referring Ooh, to burn. other people. But then that not that like exclusive? Yes. So? What if what if her name Bam. was like Tammy and she's from henceforth is like you guys and Tammy? <laughs> 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 that feels like a good solution. Oh my god, Ellie and Georgia, are you listening? We solved <laughs> We have it. a solution. Done. Solved. Well oh good. Gosh. I think we cracked the like, case we'll on move this. On. One. Wait, I do want to ask one more question. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you guys say that you want to stop saying and you can't stop saying it? Yes. Not that I Yes and no. I don't say it, I type it. And lately maybe Are we gonna guess? Can we guess? Yeah, go ahead. I I don't know why I just volunteered to guess. I have no I, fucking idea. Do you know? I'm going to guess kindest regrets. I'm going to guess. <laughs> okay. Hmm. R- regards. <laughs> you say regards way too much. No. Admit it. Go on. I, I, I don't know. I say just. <gasps> mm, that's I a good one. counter what <gasps> I'm saying by like, 
oh, I'm just following up on this or right. I just want to check in and do this. I don't own the I action that, that I'm trying to take. Yeah. But I've cut I've really tried to cut it out and you know, say, there's I'm a, following up on this. You or, know, there's a Chrome extension that like highlights just and like and like all the like pansy words. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can like <laughs> take them out. I, I use it all the time. No, because it's like saying like it's apologizing for what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's a Bad. really that's good a, one. That's an actually good one. Mine is hip hip hooray. What? I feel like <laughs> I type that all the time at work. Like people will be like, look at this, like look what, <laughs> like um, Reese Witherspoon like posted an Instagram about one of our books and I'll be like, hip hip hooray or like hooray. <laughs> I, does this sound weird? I seriously well, do this. I don't think I've ever seen hip hip hooray spelled like typed out, but hooray feels normal. Well, the Nazis started it, so no. I should really start. <gasps> Did you, you know serious? that? No. Yeah, it was like some, it was like some chant. Hang on, I actually have an article. Oh my gosh! Hip hip, as in and hip hip hooray was once an anti-Semitic phrase Yikes. because it has Everyone its origins hip hip. in Middle oh Age Latin battle cry. It means Jerusalem has fallen, Jerusalem is lost. Later shortened, never mind. To hip hip hurrah, meaning Jerusalem. Never mind. This is too much information. Can I get a hole? Yeah. A terrible thing to say. I will post That's this crazy. article to our Facebook page so you guys can read it yourself. But this is probably the second worst thing that Hitler has done is ruin hip <laughs> hooray for up. me. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you. And the first thing was that painting he did in third grade. It was oh so my, ugly. Oh my God, wasn't it? Oh so my God. Ugly. Like where was this, the, the skills? Oh my God. This also makes it less cute when my um, two-year-old niece goes, Oh. Wait. No, you gotta... You gotta you got to stop Shut that down. now. Good to know. That, You're an anti-Semite. In fact, yeah, she sounds... I'm a little nervous. Ugh. Does she destroy animals? She like does. she yeah. torture yes. them? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I could, I mean, I've seen some it, pictures of her online and she looks cute, but I, I've always been suspicious. Is that bad if she's killing animals? Well, let's talk later. Okay. okay. What if What if our niece was the next Mussolini? <laughs> I suspected Would you this still in the love past. Her? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I guess I, I, just, I think Eric would. I, I, I guess I hope. Too. I hope I'm dead before I see that day. Phew. Yeah. Do you hear, stop do you hear that little Mussolini? You listening? <laughs> you gotta kill. <laughs> you gotta wait till he's Over dead. My dead body. <laughs> oh, my okay, baby. so no more just no more hip hip hooray. I'm gonna try no, really hard. It's so fun to but say. But you guys, just That's okay. Hip I'm, hip hooray. <laughs> just I'm okay with you guys. Hooray, you guys. I, I did all of them. Um, Alan, will you take us into the second clip? Coming up next is clip number two. This is sequential. It follows clip number one. And here to introduce it further is Eric Michael Emsch. Wow. That was really good. I don't even want to talk anymore. Um, Okay. I really love this podcast. It's called Hound Tall Discussion Series with Mosh Kasher. That's the full title. Um, I must say I... Every time I search for this, I can never find it because I can never remember what it's called. But I, keep on going. Luckily, I seem to remember Hound Tall, but I can never remember the rest of it. Um, You're a step ahead of me. Keep <laughs> on going. Moshe Kasher, who is the host, is like a stand-up comedian. Um, on the show, he hosts... Wait, tell them what else he did. What else did he do? Oh, you tell him. Oh my it's God. your favorite. The Moshe Champs. was on my favorite podcast, The Champs with Neil Brennan. So yeah. I love him. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I've been um, interrupting you. No, that's okay. Um, on the show, he hosts like salon style discussions with a panel. Uh, there's always a panel of comedians and one expert on a certain topic. Um, some topics have included polyamory, death, animal minds, which I haven't listened to, but I think you would really like Lauren. Um 
Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was really interesting. Okay. Um, also, they give money to a charity based on the topic every right, time. Right, because it's always a live show. So then they the proceeds go to something good. Um, and they've done psychedelics. Just really, really interesting topics. But this one is all about Scientology. Ooh, Everyone's favorite scary spooky. movie star pseudo-religion. Um, it is spooky. Did you see Going Clear? Yeah. You you saw it. I did see it. Wait, just a show of hands. Is anyone here a Scientologist? Because I'm going to say some really shitty things about Scientology. No? <laughs> it's funny. That's what no. they ask during the podcast. They ask if anyone in the they, audience is. They also ask that at Scientology conferences. They do. They ask people to raise their hands. No. They're like, um, who here is not a Scientologist? Seems like you know an awful lot about Scientology conferences. Have, that sounds I like a Scientology chant. I've heard the uh, famous Scientologist <laughs> chant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> huh. um, okay, so the comedian panel on this one is Howard Kramer, Colton Dunn, and Emily Heller, Yay. who we love. Um, and the expert is investigative journalist Mark Ebner, who actually infiltrated Scientology, posing as a member for years before writing like a tell-all expose book on the group. That's commitment. I off, I feel like we do have another infiltrator at this table, perhaps. Which one is it? I don't know. He seems to know the chance. <laughs> I don't know. Monty, the intern, looks pretty suspicious right now. I know. L. Ron Hubbard did not send me here. How? Oh. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Oh how my, do you know How did you that? even know his name? Who? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, Okay, so the guy, Mark Ebner, who infiltrated the group, has a super fascinating perspective, of course. And in this clip, they're um, discussing the differences between Scientology and some other religions. Wait, okay, just to push back, though, there is a difference between a religion and a cult. There, and, and I know that people say okay. the difference between a religion and a cult is just that one's newer, but I don't quite think that that's true. So what are yeah. Mormons? Is that a religion or a cult? Mormons are that's a religion. Because back in the day, people were like, oh, that's a cult. Mormon? But now people are like, no, it's a religion. Well, I think Mor- what I think Mormons well, are a weird gray, gray area. I think because the, the, there are sects of Mormonism that are cults. My wife sure. is a Mormon, and oh, okay. she be, she's an ex-Mormon, and she'd be the first person to tell you that it's... It's a cult. Yeah. I think uh, the okay. difference between a cult and a religion, and this is a completely uneducated guess, is that um, a re- like a cult is like takes like the beliefs of a religion and then is like aggressively tries to control every aspect of your life and take all your money. Yes. It tr- it, uh, uh, the difference between a religion and Which, a cult is that... No, like, that's what like, religions think about do. It. No, no, no. Think that's about what, it. That's what you, when you go to church. Oh shit! It's crazy. When you, when you, you go to church, when you fan base go to church, they bullshit. pass a bowl around. Mother, they, no, but they pass a but bowl. But think about it. Like they give Bibles away at the airport. They sell you Dianetics. No, because well, they got yes. a better business plan. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, it's because they're covered. Look, I think. I think it's, it's all calls. I'm an atheist, so I don't that's believe tight. in any religion. That is. Time. Well, wait. I'll, I just want to say this. Let me just say this. The difference is the the difference is like uh, Catholicism, uh, Islam, Judaism. These they tithe. They don't take all of the money. It's the difference between okay, it's okay. the difference between doing sex work independently and getting pimped, basically. Right. Yeah. Okay. The difference between I mean, a cult and a religion is that a cult has a charismatic leader at the top that takes all your money and says, "Don't ever talk to anybody outside of this of this group." Like again. the Boy Scouts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having been a part of the Boy Scouts, I can tell you it's not much like that. There's some overlap. <laughs> some overlap. Mild Without overlap. the touching. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know what they do in Scientology. That's true. Well, also, talk I about don't. touching. The Catholic Church is 
way more guilty of that than the Boy Scouts. Well, we're not discussing them. Well, that's we kind of are. We're discussing like cults and religion. Well, you haven't brought up what we're discussing yet. So oh, sorry. Lead we're, us into topic. We're discussing the topics of that podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, touching. <laughs> I heard Hold the Catholic Church was way worse bitch. than touching than the Boy Scouts. Wow, that's All such an interesting Alan heard point. was touching, 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 touching. <laughs> Wait, you heard that there's more touching in the Boy Scouts than Catholicism? No, opposite. Oh. That was just a joke because that's oh. what Eric just He's said. Just no, because I just always wondered. Okay, so I'm not saying that it's okay that the pre- <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. The, the touching <laughs> is okay. Catholicism. I'm a little nervous with the way this is going. <laughs> Give me a second. We can end this out. No, but I do think that it's more exposed because Catholicism is so organized that there's other organizations that it's also. It's happening elsewhere, but Catholics get nailed because Catholicism is so organized. I disagree because they were they had this whole system of covering it up for years and years and years. <laughs> like they had this whole system in place to keep it covered. I think yeah. we don't know the half of what goes I, on. But I feel that way in a lot of other. But I also think that if you solicit and attract members of the church at the head of your church who are to remain celibate, right, and not be married you like might attract Boy scout leaders right you might attract Post some people tantra. who <laughs> whatever do some touching yeah i totally agree i think the celibacy thing like messes people up oh my god it totally does okay so i love this discussion of like cults versus religion and sort of the nuances there and like young religions versus old religions um emily heller made a really interesting point that a distinguishing factor between religions and Scientology is that the things that are good about Scientology, the things that people sort of credit to Scientology that improve their lives are not unique to Scientology. Those are sort of the things that are similar to other religions, but the things that are unique to Scientology are the things that make it really, that are the bad, like sketchy things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that point. Yeah. And that it's something that, I mean, it's all about money. Ron L. Hubbard was quoted as saying when he was inventing this religion, we need something that makes money. That's right. the whole point. And that's why celebrities do it because right. it's so expensive. Yeah. But I, I also, I just love this panel because it's like, it doesn't seem like anyone Googled anything before they <laughs> showed up. And I kind of love it. It's kind of like, here's a panel of funny people. Let's see what they happen to know. We well, didn't tell them the topic in advance. Like, let's see what comes out of their mouths. And I feel like that's kind of the premise of the, of the mm-hmm. podcast. Cause in other episodes too, it's like they have the, com- the comedian panel has no idea what's. And, and the expert on. is like, wait, I have something to say. My wife was an ex Scientology. Oh, shut up. And they're like, I have a, I have a bit to do. Um, there, I, another thing I found really interesting from the episode was that there was a cult awareness network that had a hotline that people could call if a family member was stuck in Scientology. But eventually the org like wasn't sustainable. They they folded or whatever, and Scientology bought that phone number. Wow, that's <laughs> smart. That's so what you call smart. Family members would call that hotline that's so to save their family members from Scientology, and it would be Scientologists answering and being like, great, I'd love to it's help you. It's terrifying. Creepy. That so sounds creepy. like a horror movie. Well, and like, and they're like in your basement, and they're like, "We're in the basement." No, but literally, like basically, yeah. So after Mark left his undercover post, members of the organization, like they always do, um, especially to people who speak out against Scientology or who like write about it, um, they they like go after him. They like attack them and they intimidate them and they try to get them fired from their jobs. Um, but Mark Ebner promised that every time they harassed him, he would write ten more stories about Scientology. And then he kept that promise and now oh they don't gosh. bother him. Um, they also talked about how 
uh, in Dianetics, which is the book that L. Ron Hubbard wrote, that scientists, Scientologists view as scientists. Nope, they're not that. Um, <laughs> that they view as scripture, and it states that any society that tolerates homosexuality and all its apparent perversions, lesbianism, bestiality, etc., does not deserve to exist. Oh my gosh. And this since puts a Hubbard, damper on my <laughs> dreams of becoming a Scientologist. Since, since Hubbard wrote it, it means it's doctrine and it cannot be changed. That will never, that will never change with a religion. Wow. I, I, this is interesting to me because I actually studied religion in college. I was a religion major, but, and people ask me about Scientology all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. I was a religion major. <laughs> like I seriously don't know anything about it. Like yeah. people assume that I do. I'm like, no, no, I said religions. At I know like a religions. tiny bit about it, but I didn't know that the difference between a cult and a religion was just that it's older. And it is. Mm. I go. I Googled it. Mm. I used the Google machine. Mm-hmm. I thought that, but then I was like, I don't know what I thought the difference was. Like, right. I th- and then I started thinking, I think we all just kind of know. <laughs> like, exactly. You just kind of get a feeling in your <laughs> belly, like this isn't right. That is exactly what it is. You're so right. It, it's. It is really interesting, though. I mean, the. I feel like it's about control overall. Yeah. You know, I guess if you start getting scared for your life, that's a sign. Maybe? Yeah, then maybe you're in a cult. Maybe. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next clip before we get arrested, or worse, or taken into a cult. Alan, number three coming at you. How self-obsessed. <laughs> that was adorable. Um, clip number three, as you already know from everything that Alan just said, <laughs> is. <laughs> From oh my! F- I think this might be. This is like climbing the charts. My favorites. It's mm, cracked. It's, it's a really so good one. Fucking yeah. good. It is so funny and smart, and it's like an hour, more than an hour long. Every time the hour's over, I'm like, oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm not know, crying. You not know, crying. it's a good podcast when it ends, and you're like, that went too fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one is number one sixty. Romantic comedies, the creepiest movie genre, Ooh. and the host is Jack O'Brien. Per usual, um, we talk about them all the time. He has great music on it. Great guests. And I just love the podcast because he always makes me think about something in a way I never in a million years would have thought of it on my own. Um, And on this episode, the Cracked editor Soren Bowie and comedian and writer Jamie Loftus is on the show. And Jamie Loftus has a podcast called The Bechdel Cast, um, which talks about um, movies passing the Bechdel test. For, for folks who don't know what the Bechdel test is, do you want to describe it? Speaking of feminism. Are you quizzing me? You look no. like you're quizzing me. No, the Bechdel test, yes, in case you're unfamiliar, it's just, it's a rule that says for a film to pass the Bechdel test, somewhere in the film, just somewhere, there have to be two female characters that talk about something other than a man. That's it. Yep. And it's shocking how few, <laughs> few films, films pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. Star Wars does not pass the Bechdel test because there's like no other women for goddamn like Princesses Leia is like I want to talk to someone about my nails and like everyone's like (laughs) nope we're men like so it fails like it's amazing like one other woman comes in and she's like have you heard of my boyfriend and it's like like yeah sometimes I'm watching a movie and I'm like I think it's gonna pass and then that happens and it's like fuck like all they have to do is have one woman walk in and talk to another woman and just say like pass by on the street and be like I love your shoes <laughs> or and like, then like suddenly it's a feminist movie, right? right. That's it passes all this it test. Our low low bar for like that's all it takes. Yeah. Ugh. Does this podcast pass the Bechdel? It doesn't because no. I'm the only girl. Well, it, it has though. Yeah. Sometimes we had the we had bar is low guys. and we sometimes pass it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it helps, there's typically not also two men talking about stuff. Also, you're also getting. 
four minority points of view right now at That's this table. That's true. So screw your Bechdel test. And to be super fair and honest, um, Monty the cat is transgender. True. And mm, how many is points is that? Like, I mean, that's like infinity. We're never mind. We're golden, guys. That's a lot of points. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Let's play this goddamn clip about rom coms. Um, okay, we're back really quick just to report that Justin's fly has been down this entire time. I think I should introduce this a little better. Um, they're, they're talking about the movie While You Were Sleeping. Is that enough of an introduction? You guys know that movie, right? I'm, I don't need to say anything else. Eric just Googled it. Yeah, I've never seen it. What? You have, though, right, Alan? Oh, yeah, of course. Please. Do you know the premise? Should no. we maybe give a premise? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, Alan, take over. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I'm familiar. She works in a subway station back when you had to have coins. <laughs> I told you there was a reason we brought him on. <laughs> so her life kind of sucks. And every day she sees this cute guy played by... Um, the guy in Mrs. Doubtfire. Hmm? Bill Pullman? No. Peter Gallagher? Yes. Isn't he in Mrs. Doubtfire? Fact checkers? Never Peter mind. Why am I talking? Keep on going. You're doing a great job. <laughs> So, and she fantasizes a life with him. And then he, like, I don't know, faints or something onto the platform, onto the train platform. Yikes. And she goes and saves him. So then he goes to the hospital and there's some miscommunication where the family thinks that she's his girlfriend or fiance. The hospital says only family can oh, visit Oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And so she's like, oh, well, perfect, because I'm his fiance. Yeah. I didn't So he's that. like in a coma. And then his brother comes, Bill Pullman, and uh-huh. she falls in love with him. While he's in the coma. Up. Yeah. Okay, this so that's... how they end up together. That's... Okay. Well, spoiler. Well, we everyone has it. seen it except for you. <laughs> so actually, DJ Jaywoo... <laughs> I synced it. Oh, well, then officially everyone. So wait, let's listen to the clip. <laughs> That's so one funny. good message is if you do keep running into someone, they might be stalking you. That's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, it's not an accident. It's very easy to do with social media these days. Guys. I do love in that uh, while you were sleeping, she basically is like, you know what I should do? I should lie to the family of some like some poor family and their son just went into a coma. In their worst moment. Time to gaslight the hell out of them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romantic comedies are the most awful protagonists that we get in any movie. So in that way, I guess they're like kind of unique and like maybe like a hundred years in the future, they'll look back on it as like an interesting way to like learn about our pathos. Well, it feels like, like the movies are gaslighting us right. <laughs> into thinking, whoa, whoa, calls coming from inside the house, <laughs> gang. But like, yeah, sort of. They're gaslighting us into being like, you could have this and this right. would be dope, but it wouldn't be. It would be horrible and they're someone all, else would be sad. They're all really unhealthy like yeah, fantasies. Yeah. like. Come on, kids. Don't give up on your parents getting back together. Exactly. Then <laughs> that's what I had divorced parents. And my brother and I were like, well, maybe if we were more like the Lindsay Lowens, right. this would work <laughs> maybe out. Maybe if we had our shit together. <laughs> right. <laughs> First of all, I want to go back to ha- uh, Moshe. Mm-hmm. I think we need to start saying that's tight when like, just like all the time, because I really enjoyed that. That's good. But anyway, back to this. I think I should, I, I, I have seen that movie a million times. Really? While you were sleeping, I, it's I like I feel like I've never heard of it. What? 
I know. I Alan. think this How is a you? good example of Eric should take a back seat in this conversation. Exa- Alan. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going <laughs> on? He to get ad. No, we're the only ones here who did our homework. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I've seen. It's my. I don't love rom coms. It's my favorite rom com. It's it's probably mo- one of my dad's favorite movies. Can I get a whole yeah? Because Sandra Bullock is super lovable in it, and that's kind of the problem with the movie. Like I was so brainwashed into thinking that it was this adorable story, and I really love it. But like when you really think about what she did, like holy shit! Like if you heard of this in the news, you'd be like, oh my god, a psychopath is taking over and lying to a family, and like. Get her out of our house. Can you imagine if a stranger was in your house that was lying to you and you were just like, oh, this is cute. Like, she's in the family now. You know, like, it's really psychotic. I never thought about this. So they told the family, she told the family, like, I'm his Because she was, like, caught up in this lie. She was going to be like, oh, well, no, I'm not. I had to do this. She was going to explain it. But then they were just so happy to meet her and, like, to see her. And What the the hell is going on? Well, now I have to lie. She goes to their house for Christmas. Here's what I don't like about movie movies when the whole plot hinges on like one bad decision, which is exactly what this is. It's a lot meatier than what we're saying. Maybe I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm sure it's great. It's it's so funny though. I mean, but I guess the problem that what they're talking about is like they keep on saying like, well, how did these rom coms like ruin, um, you know, like what we think about love? And I feel like people are basically smart enough to know that it's not real you know but i'm you talking think? about a real shit bomb so, i mean i think media and movies and television in general inform our opinions on a lot of things and i think that maybe relationships can be romanticized because of that but i mean i think people are smart enough to be like maybe a lot of people do sort of search for perfection that they're not going to find because they see it in movies and tv but i don't think that yeah while you were sleeping ruined anybody's life right thank you because i saw i saw this movie when i was 10 i mean i was 10 when it came out and i loved it when i was 10 yeah but look at your life and exactly (laughs) no but i wasn't like this i was i never thought this was gonna happen or like i mean i kind of compare it to like i love disney princesses when i was little but i wasn't like that's gonna happen to me but wait dj jaywoo said something different you think that people aren't smart enough and that this is negatively affecting people yeah they're dumb (laughs) and that closes the case no but (laughs) i guess there is an argument that this is affecting people it has more power than i'm willing to admit yeah but i place the blame not on the films but on the people like if you are unhappy with your life and you're single because you don't have the love that Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman had, then right. there's something wrong with you. Exactly. Not Sandra Bullock. Don't blame Sandra Bullock for this, for, <laughs> for your problems. She's been through enough. Um, <laughs> but I do love how the earlier in the clip, um, they, they talk about him in rom-coms. Like there's always a woman who's like a mess and like her hair is crazy and she's like, she's in bad shape and she like eats like Oreos for breakfast, but she's like the lovable one. Like she's like, she's the marriage material. And then it's like the graceful woman in a business suit and a tight bun is seen as like the cold hearted ice queen bitch. Mm. They should stay away from. They're like, look, there's a woman with her hair in a tight bun. Like stay away from her. Like, look, there's a girl with wild hair stuck in a revolving door. Like <laughs> marriage. Ma- she looks, she looks fun. She looks quirky. But also mind you that that like quirky disheveled girl is always played by this like movie star with Sandra like, Bullock. Yeah, exactly. It's like gorgeous person yeah it's like look at ugly people but i do like how the podcast is talking about how like rom-com stars are basically like the worst people ever (laughs) and like 
though. Oh my god. I love them. I know. All of the actresses that I really love from like the nineties. I love unconditionally are big like rom com stars like Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts. I do. Drew Barrymore. I don't. Um, and Jennifer Aniston. Those are two of my least favorites. The only movies I've ever walked out of are Love Actually, The Holiday, and Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> wow. Have you guys ever walked out of a movie? Yeah. No. What was it? Babe the Pig. <laughs> what? That's. <laughs> Me and my mom were watching it and we hated it. You were oh 10. God. You it was were like, this sucks. <laughs> That's yeah. a f- bad sign. I remember not knowing that it was an option to dislike a movie. And we were in the middle of Baby the Pig. I was like, this is the best. That's pit. so <laughs> Well, it was I, number Can I get a hole? Oh, yeah. Best Oscar. Best Oscar. Really? Really? <laughs> the best I'm Oscar. kind of surprised. I, feel, I can picture you and your mom like staying in. I don't know. I just can't believe that's the one movie you and your mother left. I'm sure if we had seen The Holiday, we also would have walked out. Okay. That's good. But I do. I would like to say I think that they're harmless. So what do you do? You like a romantic comedy? While you were sleeping. Other than that, it's like the only one. But I fucking love it. Ugh. I don't know. Name some more. I don't well, know. here's the thing. Lately, big Hollywood studios do not make romantic comedies anymore. So they're becoming like very indie, like mm. Five Hundred mm-hmm. Days of Summer or Was Garden Obvious State Child. The start of that. No. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was a resounding no. But that was romantic comedy. I was independent. I remember enjoying Five Hundred Days of Summer, but on this episode they talk about it, and I was like, "Oh wait, I was wrong." I don't think I liked it. Did I see it? I don't know. I don't think I liked it. I loved it. Well, did anyway, you listen but to the like, whole episode because it might change your mind? No, I want to know. We listened to the whole thing, and then like, let me know if you still like it because it brought up points that I hadn't thought of. Ah, mm-hmm. how like if. he falls in love with her because he's like, oh my god, she's listening to like David Bowie on a Walkman. That's so hot. And it's like, she, um, yeah, she does whatever. like play a type of girl that, cool. that people really do not like. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know what other movie I remember liking, which is kind of embarrassing. Mm. Um. She's not that. He's not that into you. I enjoyed I'm it. I'm self obsessed. <laughs> That's funny. Out of all of them, I, what what is I that? One? Watching that one. It's, it's terrible. A, it's, a, it's terrible. It's a movie based on a book, which was based on a line from Sex and the City. Can I take it back yet? <laughs> that I like that because <laughs> the, the way you just described it. Wait, are you for real? Yeah. Yes. There's an episode of Sex and the City where some someone tells Miranda. Miranda She's like, oh, what's happening with this? This guy's not calling me back. And they said, let me let me help you out. He's just not that into you. <gasps> Groundbreaking. And it was for her. Yeah. It, it she is. was rev- it is revelatory for her. And then no. she went and told another girl. She overheard two people talking on the on like the sidewalk or I something. Love how Alan knows and everything. She Important. was like, he does. Let me help you out. Someone did this to me and it really helped me out. He's not that into you. And the girls were like, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it also is that's a hard thing to realize, especially when you're young. Like all the signs are there. No, it's it's a good point. Yeah, it is a good point. But maybe that didn't translate into a good movie. What about my best friend? I, I feel like I always knew that one I was not being gaslighted. I was always like, Julia Roberts is get her away from me. I'm terrified of her. Right. And the way that it ends too, like she doesn't get the guy. Like it really ends like no. you're being crazy. She's really awful. Like, oh, what are you crazy. what is your stance on while you or my best friend's wedding? I love it. Okay. It's fantastic. In earnest? Yeah. And you never thought that Julia Roberts was a bad person? Um, 
No, but one thing that really bummed me out is she is, I think, 28, 29 in that movie. And that was really depressing to learn as I approached 28 and 29. Oh, yeah, she seems... Well, she did kind of dress like like a hobo. <laughs> That's something I've been meaning to stop saying. Compare <laughs> oh, <laughs> people to hobos. It's really it all to the comes hobo back. It's, <laughs> when I call people hobos, like Julie Roberts a hobo, the hobos are like, don't call us that. We, we don't want to be grouped in that. Right. <laughs> um, do you, Eric, do you like any rom-coms? No. It seems like Alan could go on for hours. I, okay. I like okay. um, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Mm. Maybe. Mm, not really. I, I mean, like yeah, but no. La La Land was very romantic. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting the... I think... <laughs> I, I don't like when people mention okay. Yeah, when people yeah. mention rom-coms, they're talking about cheesy... These, like, classic... I feel right. like if yeah. a rom-com is Christmas-themed, I like it no matter what. Because I'm like, it's Christmas. Holiday. Shit. That oh, does not. That point. was just. That doesn't hold. That up. was so bad. It went so far past bad and never came back. So, there's nothing you could have done. Like, <laughs> like Cal Penn could have been in that movie, and I wouldn't have <laughs> wanted to see it. <gasps> the Cal Penn Christmas special. So good. Oh my god! Did you see it? No. Okay. I was asking. I was like, so yes, good. So, so good. good. Tell us. Yes. So good. So good. <laughs> um. Wait, oh, and say anything. I've never seen it, but it seems very creepy to me. Yeah. What's that one? Um, the boombox over the head. Because I feel Cusack. like that's yep, a song yep, yep. that the, they first had sex to. Hmm. I don't know. Well, thanks, guys. I feel like we really... Uh, anything else you want to say about rom-coms? Yeah, Alan? Oh, so much. Can you What's rank your top three? Oh. <sighs> It's impossible to know. Um, maybe you've got mail. I love you've got mail. Yeah. DJ J Wu. Mm, 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 mm. I don't no, fuck with no. you. How many times have you seen you've got mail? I don't no, fuck no. with you. That movie is especially scarring. Why? Oh no! Just because uh, <clears throat> I had to watch it so many times with. Uh, with an old flame when I was in high school and she was obsessed with it. I thought it sucked so bad because I thought, I think Tom Hanks is kind of wank. So one of our favorite actors happens to be in it. Chappelle is in that movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh Is so bizarre. Yeah. I got a huge kick out of, but yeah, you're like, you're like, Hey, I know him. Like, like, like seeing Meg Ryan's face kind of fucks me up a little bit. What? And, and like I, I I think she's a she's a wonderful actress, but just yeah. She needs some more plastic surgery, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That's where this wow, is going. Wow, wow, Here's wow. what I do like about <laughs> You've Got Mail though, is that it's one of the many, many incarnations of the same story, which I I always think is interesting. Because it's based on a, a Hungarian play called Parfumery, which just was adapted off to the top of your head. No, I looked this up. Uh, adapted to the we shop around Alexa. the corner. She was like, I don't know. <laughs> she was like, the bra was invented. She was like, I'm a no robot. She was like, I hate staring at Meg Ryan's face too. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the shop around the corner, which was a film. And then it became a movie musical in the good old summertime. I don't know what that is. And then it became a Broadway musical, She Loves Me, which was a big hit. There's so I many kind things. of didn't like at the end how like it was like, yep, you lost your shop. I mean, does 
the spoiling the spoiler. ending for anyone? Like spoiler. it's kind of the end. Kind of. She lost her shop. Right. So the end. <laughs> <laughs> but then happy he ending. shows up and he becomes friends with her and then he shows up and then she's like, Oh, I hoped it was you. Yeah. And they kiss. <laughs> That seems a little creepy to me. I hope it was you. Seems like you're, I've switchy. hated you forever, but I'm glad we're together. Whatever. Complicated feelings. I don't know. I can't tell if I don't know. I'm, I'm thumbs down on that one. Are you, you're a thumbs up. <sighs> Why did I come here? Oh my I, gosh. I, I like 27 here. dresses. Oh, oh, what? No. Not an option. Are you trying to fuck thing. with us? <laughs> Catherine Heigl. I don't like her. That was her. <laughs> You're thinking of something else. You're thinking of 28 dresses. Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, should we go into the next clip? Yeah. Did you, any, any final, any final thoughts? No, just uh, email me at romcomlover48 oh. at hotmail.com oh. if you'd like to continue this conversation. Hotmail. Now, make sure I see you've moved on from <laughs> AOL.com. Yeah. Make sure not to um, email romconlover. 48 it's a different email who who among us has not done that before (laughs) common mistake Um, will you take us into our segments segment time thanks our, was hot. our first segment is uh, Jingle Jangle, which is, of course, our segment where we do something, play something musical from and a podcast. sometimes one of us cries. I mean, it's okay. It's an option. Sometimes one of us cries. Sometimes it becomes a spinoff. Um, this week's Jingle Jangle comes from Scott Ackerman's Comedy Bang Bang, which is a hilarious podcast that features comedians both as themselves, as, their real, as real people, and also as like outrageous characters. Um, I think it was my podcast Bay once. I love it. It's so strange and funny. I like I like I like it, Only but like. I like the TV show. I I'm like oh, yes. ranking the, TV show is hysterical. the two. Justin J, DJ J, we was just saying we had a, a friend over and they were like, yeah, the show exhausts me, and I felt like it was two against one, and I was feeling really disempowered. Mm. I was like, no, it's not exhausting, and they were like, it's exhausting, and I was like, no, it's not. And they were like, yes, it is, and they won. <laughs> I needed because it was you. outnumbered. I was I, like, how is it exhausting? No. I, I mean, it's a great show. You said it was exhausting sometimes. It it is exhausting. I just don't get that. That's fine. Everyone can... You can can still enjoy a show, even if it's exhausting. You can still have a wrong opinion about that. I have to say, I can see where someone would think it was exhausting. No, no, don't, like, frown. Because I love that I get... I just don't get exhausted. I'm like, more, more, Scott Ackerman. Anyway. Well, then you're going to love this clip. <laughs> um, so if you don't I know love clips, I'm going to love. <laughs> it's my comedy favorite. Bang Bang is also a TV show, which is it's sort of like favorite. strange sketch comedy and interviews and stuff. Um, in this episode, which is episode 464, Ben Schwartz and Horatio Sands join Scott Ackerman in um, extending the show's theme song, which is already very entertaining to make it a little longer. I I don't know how I missed this, and I'm so excited. Oh, it's really good. Um, you probably know Ben Schwartz, or at least I know him as John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, or he's on House of Lies, and Horatio Sands is, of course, from Saturday Night Live. So let's take a listen to their rendition of the Comedy Bang Bang theme. Bang Bang in Sing 
it now, bitches. Uh, Happy <laughs> New Year to you. Happy New Year to the world. Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year to again how you can't see how this is exhausting <laughs> i my only complaint is that it ended <laughs> also all around the table we were all nodding our heads except for alan <gasps> why weren't you did dancing you notice that? did anyone else notice that i was like nodding. I, did not notice. I was like nodding head yes nodding head yes nodding head what's going on over here someone's a scientologist <laughs> sounds like something a scientologist would do I just think that there weren't enough noises that people couldn't believe were coming out of their mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> I love you. That's I love you. I just, I love, I just want to make out with you forever. I love you You're in my heart. That You're was, right. That was a I'm really right. good jingle, jingle call. That You're right. You. I thought I liked it, but I was wrong. And you're right. <laughs> no, you did like it. And but the, then and I changed my mind because of your husband. He proved me wrong. <laughs> well, Hold on to your tits and bits. <laughs> the good news is there's lots of other jingle jingles on this podcast because they're singing all the time. Oh my gosh. Just all the time. Well, they even sneak in some musical theater references every once in a while, which I love. Wow. Oh I know Scott Ackerman like is kind of like knows his stuff with musical theater, which is un- un- unexpected. I love it. That made me happy. I was, Same. I was, that's what I want from a jingle jingle. I want a little bit of joy, a little bit of joy. Um, or, or a little bit of tears, whichever you prefer. Yeah, that's true. One or the other. Um, Lauren Lapkiss is a regular guest on Comedy Bang Bang, and she's really funny on it. I love her. That's kind of a non sequitur, but I I wanted to say it. Good one. Yeah. Did you watch, um, with uh, Ben Schwartz, did you watch Parks and Rec? I've never seen it. It's not on Bravo. It's really funny. It's him as John Ralphio, and his sister is... um, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, and they're really funny together. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. That's tight. That's tight, you guys. All right, that's all. That's our jingle jingle. Fascinating. Um, Thank you. Should we move on to segment segment, which is our segment where we talk about non-podcast things? Because we have other interests. Yeah. So stop asking. Um, Eric, go first. Okay, I am donating my segment segment to our guest. Oh, thank God. To our non-special guest. Enough from you, (laughs) Alan. Wow. My segment segment is about a podcast. Go on. Wait, you broke the one rule of segment segment. (laughs) My we, segment, segment. We have one rule. Okay, sorry. Keep <laughs> going. You just said that. I'm repeating your joke. Go on. It's about the Oscars and award shows in general. Yeah. I Because the nominations came out recently. Yes. A week ago. When does this air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of my favorite things on like, I when I was little, I used to watch like Regis and Kelly or like the Rosie O'Donnell show or daytime talk shows and they would tape them and then they would air them like a week later. So someone would say like, so yesterday this happened and then they'd be like no no you have to say last week so embarrassing like oh i'm doing this tomorrow i was like no that'll be in the past by then that's funny is that why rosie o'donnell's show got canceled because she did that too many fuck up again it was on for like six years (laughs) it was canceled last week (laughs) 
Um, anyway, what do you like better, rom coms or award shows? Award Ooh, shows, for sure. One. What's I love award shows, and the Oscars are the pinnacle of award shows for me. They're like the gay Super Bowl. What's yeah. your second and third favorite award show? I mean, it's by prestige, so probably like the Emmys and then the Tonys. That's what I would say too, because those are the only three I know. Yeah. Grammys, right? Oh, yeah, Grammys, Golden Globes, Screen yeah. Actor oh, Guild wait, Awards, there's a lot. There's People's a lot. Choice Awards, which I don't watch because that's crap. Kids' Choice? Kids' Choice Awards. Okay. You get slimed there. Best, oh, that's my Best favorite. Son Awards. Yep. Oh I get gosh. that one every year. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Dude. I really have been trying for the past couple of years. I have a whole spreadsheet of all movies that have been nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Supporting Actress. And I want to try and watch all of them. Now, keep in mind, lately with the Academy Awards, how many films are nominated for Best Picture? Like up to 10? Anywhere from 5 to 10. So that's a ton of I can't of even believe you have time to be here. So I, I really started, I just like watching movies in general, and this is a good way to go for me. But... I just think like if I have two hours to spare, why do I need to sit at home watching reruns of The Simpsons? Like, why sit there and do nothing when I can watch a movie I've never seen before? Okay. Um, so my do you spreadsheet, like the fashion stuff or no? Sorry, I'm like hold on. My f- spreadsheet I have it even built out into decades, <gasps> so I can see like percentages of how many Best Picture no. movies I've seen per decade and winners. This is intense. Yeah, he's not fucking around. You like the Oscars more than I like anything. <laughs> It's just fun to have a spreadsheet. You know? It's fun to have something to love in life. And what are your percentages? Um, the, the 2010s, the aughts. Mm-hmm. No, that's before. The 10s? Yeah, the 10s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 95.16%. Wow. So I'm just missing three of them. And can you see them retroactively? Yeah. Or do you have to see them before the, that year's Oscars? No. This is, all, <laughs> this is all time. Like I have movies from the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like 2000s is 81%. The 90s is 60%. The 80s is 28%. The 70s is 30%. They go down by the decades. But wow. And then I have that for each. Do you have any thoughts on the nominations that came out last week or sometime? I do. So La La Land was nominated for 14 Oscars. Wow. That which is the like most tied with Titanic and All About Eve. Do you know how many each of those won? I do. Off the top of your head? Yeah. Off the top of my head, All About Eve won out of their 14 nominations. They won six awards. And I believe Titanic, let me think, 11. Wow. Correct. Wow. How many, which, which movies won the most Oscars? Two. What? Oh, won the most Oscars? Yeah. Um, Titanic, 11. And? It's tied. Oh, and, um, <gasps> and Avatar. No. And, <laughs> no, sorry. I Did miss, you see how he said no? He's like, um, No. Idiot. Uh, it was Idiot. Chicago. No, it was Lord of the Rings, the first and Ben Hur. Oh, interesting. Yeah. When was Ben Hur? What year? Nineteen fifty nine. Wow. I want to go home because I'm so uncomfortable, but I am home. You live here. <laughs> but I just really like award shows. I don't know why. There have been times like when Lauren and speeches? Justin the speeches oh, are yeah, so of course. long. There's been times when Lauren and Justin, you will have like invited us over on a Sunday. For like a birthday party for you. I'm specifically. like, I can't come into the Oscars, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's true. Or like one time I was like I got hit by a car and I was like, I need some and you're like, Nope. Yeah. Award show. I know not to ask you for things. It's important. Right. Sorry, yeah. the Razzies is on. <laughs> the Razzies are pretty good. Isn't there a housewife 
uh, doesn't Andy Cohen show? have an award show? I think he kind of made one up. Oh, yeah. I want to watch yeah. that for sure. I think the segment segment kind of is related to DJ J Wu's segment segment. So we should do his next. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm changing up my segment segment today. What? Ooh. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> his segment segment is coughing. No, no. My segment segment is just Cheetos. <gasps> yeah. I just want to thank Patty Aww. because she sent me some wonderful Cheetos and I got Cheetos for like a month. So Actually, more like what a, kind? More like a week. Those are not lasting a month. I mean, you when you see them, you're like, that'll probably last a man a month, but they're yeah, not they were, going. They were just to. regular, regular. But like fat or the skinny ones. The skinny ones, but like, I don't discriminate. But he puts so many of them in his mouth at once that it's like he's eating the fat ones. Mm. He literally like poured them over himself from the box last night. Yeah. Wow. She was she was really turned on. Yeah. At dinner. And then we had this is what I do. Cheetos. This is sex. what I do. Yeah. yeah, it was orange. Mm, yeah. Um, really dusty. That was a really good gift. That was a nice segment segment. My segment segment is Justin thanking Patty for the Cheetos. <laughs> no, my segment <laughs> segment is um my grandmother's spaghetti sauce because it's Ooh. the best food ever. And my grandmother taught my mom, and my mom taught me. Aww. So, and when I make it, it's really fucking good. I'm definitely one of those people when I make something that's good. Like we, all, I make Justin talk about it. Like <laughs> I'm like, isn't this good? Yeah. On a scale. Can I get a whole? Yeah. yeah. And it's um, it's first of all, it takes. It's a very simple recipe. I don't. I've never told anyone the recipe. It's very I was say, very is it simple. Secret? It's. I think it is. I would say secret. Yeah. But um, because it's also not written down anywhere. It's very simple, but it's very um. You can't, you have to do certain things correctly. Mm. It's very, you know what I mean? Like, order of operations. It, it is, I only know part of it, but it's, it's very much, yeah, order of operations is so important. Yeah, and, there's, it's just like, and, the, and then, and then time. Yeah. Time is like the thing I feel like that but, will, and I only make it, um, make the magic. I'll make it and then I'll freeze a bunch. So we have some now, but because it takes a long time and it, it's like I have to have a whole day basically to be home to watch it. And the smell, it's the best smell in the world. It reminds me of my grandmother's kitchen. Aww. Like it's the best feeling. It tastes, it really is the best. I have never had, I'm not giving myself credit because I just do what my grandmother told me to do. Yeah. But it, I've, ne- it's, I've never been in a restaurant where it's even close to as good as this sauce. Have you guys ever, have I ever made it for you guys? I don't think I know so. Of. Oh my gosh. What do you put it on? spaghetti sometimes sometimes we'll make meatballs sometimes you know like th- like that's the thing you, we, we use it for a lot of different things yeah um like spaghetti and meatballs or sometimes <laughs> we'll like End of just list. make meatballs like i'll put meatballs in the crock pot yeah um yum anyways it's like magical i love the smell it, it, it brings me to my grandmother i can't believe you've been holding out yeah well now i'm hungry oh my gosh do you Why? put it on cheetos oh my gosh wow <sighs> while you watch the oscars all the oh my segments. god! <laughs> You're not invited, Eric. I'm just kidding. Do you want to have a quick segment? Segment or no? I, I want to eat Cheetos with spaghetti sauce at the Oscars. That's so that's your segment. segment. Okay, yeah. perfect. It all hey. comes back. Good work, team. Should we go on to our no comment? So as always, this is our segment where we uh, play a clip without editorializing. Um, this week, it comes from the ever brilliant. What's the tea? 
which is the podcast with RuPaul Charles and Michelle Visage. RuPaul is, of course, the Emmy Award-winning creator and host of RuPaul's Drag Race. We love him. And Michelle is a singer and a judge on the show. We love her. Um, What's the T? It was, I think, also my podcast, Bay Once. I'm only using clips from podcasts that have been my podcast, Bay, um, because I love it so much. Alan, you love it too, right? I do. I really do. I feel like a lot of the podcasts for me, it's all about the guest. Yeah, that's true. Like, I like them and I like their rapport. And then I will listen to the ones where I like the person a lot. Would you listen to one that was just the two of them and no guest? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Because I, I think it would have to be themed. I just hmm. want to know what I'm getting into. Yeah, sure. You want to manage expectations. I, I just love them both and I would listen to them talk forever. But the great news is that... um. This week's guest is Niecy Nash, who I love so stinking much. She funny. She real funny. Uh, she was on, of course, Reno 911. Um, she's recently on Scream Queens, unfortunately. Um, and she was also on the brilliant uh, HBO show Getting On, based on a British show. Um, she was nominated for two Emmys on that show. Um it's so good. If you haven't seen it just as a sidebar, you should really check it out. It's called Getting On. It's about um, the staff at a hospice care unit of a hospital. And it's with her, Nisi Nash, Alex Borstein from um, Family Guy, and Laurie Metcalf, who's incredible, just all being really, really good actors. So anyway, this clip uh, from What's the Tea with Michelle Visage and RuPaul is Nisi Nash talking about her unexpected advice for success. When I started in this business, I started with three jobs when I first came in. And I've had at least three to three and a half jobs consistently all the way through. You can find me on multiple channels at the same time. And when people say, I want to do that, tell me where that is so I can get that. My simple answer that people don't often like is give. Mm -hmm. Because when you give, the universe responds in kind. Mm -hmm. When I show up to do a job, I don't show up because I think, oh, I booked this job and, you know, I'm so great. Look at me. I booked this job. I say the work that I'm going to do as an actor, that's my due. Mm -hmm. But my who is to show up and be of service. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when God knows he can trust you to go somewhere and he can use you when you get there, he going to send you everywhere. Mm -hmm. So give. Uh, That's of yourself. Yes. Do it. Wow. I have some really enlightening things to say about that. Alan, no. Alan, no. We can't comment on it. It's no comment. Um, I just, I know we can't comment, but I just want to quote what Nisi Nash said, which was the work we that We heard I'm- it. <laughs> <laughs> quote, the work that I'm going to do as an actor, that's my do. But my who is to show up and be of service. I just love that. Sounds like a comment to me. Your opinion. Okay, sorry. I just either you that. stick to the rules or you don't. <laughs> I just nothing that. Um well that's it, you guys. Alan, can you please come back because I finally had someone <gasps> intelligent to speak oh to. God. I'm just trying to butter him up. I mean, listen, I, I like you a lot, but you were way better at this than I was expecting. The show is nothing without you. Yeah, well, I, you should come back. I'm we'll not just even have to, kidding. We'll just have to see what the fans' reaction is. Like, Eric's mom, wow. Lauren's mom. Okay. What do you guys think? All our fans. <laughs> <laughs> all, of our, 
100% of our fans. Okay, so Cindy Kara and Kara listens. Yeah, Kara she Hughes. has to. Cindy and Sherry Does she and listen Kara. after? After she edits, edits Oh, I it? hope not. She's already heard it. <laughs> um, okay, so Cindy, Sherry, and Kara are fans. Um, tell us what you think. Tweet at us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. No, tweet at us no. at loveyourpodcast. That's not how Twitter works. Email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. See, he knows everything. Except for whether or not email addresses have HTTP. That's the only yeah, thing yeah, he doesn't know. The only thing. There's no way to know. There's no He also th- doesn't know when the bra is invented, but like, no one are you kidding that. me? It's so true. Um, well, even if you don't have thoughts on Alan Lane as a guest, you can also just tweet don't us your say favorite. My last name. <laughs> I don't need people coming to my house. On Alan L. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can just tweet us your favorite clips and shows. I'm tagging you on Facebook, so they're totally going to know. Busted. Um, as always, you guys are great. Thanks for listening. Calling you soon, baby Mussolini. <laughs> hip hip hooray. Oh. Thanks, Alan. Love Bye. Hip hooray. Bye, you guys. Bye. <laughs>